Cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Have you ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander, Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to MayfieldSportsMarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Quick Slants podcast. Uh, Game on Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone. It is hump day. It is the middle of the week. We are on our way to Friday, and it will be here before we know it. Game on Wisconsin has a new sponsor. It's Mayfield Sports Marketing Book, your favorite professional athlete. Contact Mayfield Sports Marketing. All right, so the Packers were back in action after getting curb stomped by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the previous week. They traveled to Houston, took on the Texans, and they did what they should have done against what is a bad Texans team. That had won just one game all season. You know, on the, the season preview show, I had Green Bay losing this game. I thought Houston was going to be good and in the mix and maybe competing with Kansas City for the AFC. But nope. Head coach, GM, Bill O'Brien, fired, gone. Romeo Cornell in. Doesn't make a difference. Packers absolutely murdered the Houston Texans. And it was really tough to see a superb talent like Deshaun Watson out there with Randall Cobb as his leading receiver. And a past his prime, David Johnson, at running back. And they, the receivers actually did okay. Will Fuller, Randall Cobb actually did okay. They you know, started to score some points in the second half. But the offense just was not able to get anything going. And that, that Texans defense is a whole other story. I mean, they're just bad. J.J. Watt looked beside himself on a sideline. Just dejected. And it's, it's just upsetting. Sad to see a legend like that, seeing that those glory days are gone. He has seen much better days, that's for sure. J.J. Watt has. But the Packers' offense rolled. They got back on track and looked much better. And you do have to take into consideration the level of the opponent. But still, Aaron Rodgers throws four touchdowns, no sacks, no interceptions, all day to throw. Devontae Adams has another 100 catches for a million yards and two touchdowns. Jamal Williams showed he can be running back one in the right situation. Obviously not in Green Bay if Aaron Jones is healthy, but Jamal Williams just pounded the rock, racked up over 100 yards in total on the day between pass catching and rushing. You know, this this offense is going to be what carries this Packers team in 2020. You know, the defense can come around. They can start creating turnovers, locking it down more, looking more like the 2019 version of the Packers defense. And please do, by the way, defense do that. But... The offense is going to be the story of the 2020 Green Bay Packers, for sure. Matt LaFleur's offense in full bloom, and they'll get Alan Lazard back, which doesn't add a lot of flash or speed or dynamic ability, but the guy makes big plays when he's in there. 
And he was doing some mild work with the team last week. We'll see what the reports are this week and if he makes any progress. You know, a core injury to me just seemed like a longer-term deal. I was surprised that he was out there doing anything already. But we're we're coming up on a month since he injured his his core against the New Orleans Saints and the, the win in New Orleans. So maybe it was on the milder side on the in terms of injuries, but the Packers need Lazard back because so far it just doesn't. Mark Valdez Scantling and Equinemia St. Brown are not going to be a big part of this offense. I don't know if they're going to be a big part of this offense at all this season. You know, MVS can't catch anything. He's got no radius and he's anything but special at the ball. I mean, if, if that thing isn't gently placed into his hands, he's not catching it. He's just, that's not your number two wide receiver. You need a guy who can create and do something. I mean, even James Jones, who was like the third or fourth option back in the day, could create and make something happen, even though he wasn't flashy and super fast. But Marcos Valdez-Scanling just does not make anything happen beyond the norm. You know, he just, you, you get exactly what is, is given there's nothing extra or special. He doesn't stretch out. He doesn't dive. He doesn't make tough catches in traffic. It's on your mark, get set, go and beat the corner to the ball. And if it's perfectly thrown, it's probably a touchdown. Otherwise, it's a disappointing moment and it's a what could have been type of play. Now that, you know, the wide receiver position, a lot of conversation about it. The trade deadline is approaching, so we all know what that means. It's a bunch of rumors about what the Packers should do, and a few that indicate that they've been in on the conversations. You know, one of the, one of the blue check marks or one of the white check marks now, depending on how your Twitter is set up, is going to tweet out that the Packers have been in on conversation with so-and-so for such-and-such. And, such. and we're, all we're going to see is the, the trade deadline pass with nothing going down, just like it does most every year. I mean, sure, it'd be nice to grab a good receiver for the final push this season, but... As with any season, trades mean financial ramifications. And what are you taking on and what are you getting? Are you trading for a guy to finish out the season and let him walk? Hoping that you won it all and that was the final missing piece? Or are you extending that guy and pushing a part of your draft plan out the door, a.k.a. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Equinemius St. Brown, or someone else? You know, there's a cause and effect. And that exercise, more often than not, leads to nothing being done because teams realize that the value isn't there and it's not worth it. Unless you're the Houston Texans or the Minnesota Vikings, who we'll talk about later. It won't always be the, this no-pressure, easy, easy sailing for the offense this season. You know, What absolutely leveled Green Bay's offense a week ago was absent this week in terms of a pass rush from Houston. And Aaron Rodgers is going to cash in on that every single time. Right? No David Bakhtiari, no problem. And if he had to miss a game, I guess this one was okay to be it. It's not, But it's not always going to work out that way if D-Bach has to miss more time. Now, he was listed as doubtful heading into the weekend versus list, being listed as out. So that would seem to indicate that he could be back sooner than we think. Now, today's the first day we'll get an injury report and any inkling as to what he might do in practice. Uh, Bakhtiari's up for new contract after this season. This is one of those polarizing situations where he gets hurt, he's got to miss some time, and one side says the Packers did him dirty and didn't pay him, and now look, he got hurt, and he's he's going to end up getting franchise tagged or it's going to cost him money. 
And the other side of the argument is going to say, this is why teams should always wait to re-sign players so that they mitigate that risk and they don't sign a guy and then have him turn around and get hurt. Look, I'm on the side of David Bakhtiari needs to keep that face mask green. Packers absolutely have to bring our guy back for as long as they can. Premier left tackles, don't grow on trees, all the cliches, they all apply to David Bakhtiari. I don't care if he's pushing 30. Get Bach done and worry about everyone else after that. All the Aaron Jones talk, wait. Get Bakhtiari done. Then worry about Aaron Jones, Kevin King, Jamal Williams, Corey Lindsley. They all got to wait their turn. The big guy gets first dibs at the buffet. That's the way it's got to be. You got to protect your quarterback, and it, whether that's Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, or insert name, you got to have a solid left tackle. And that's what David Bakhtiari is. And hopefully he gets back out there sooner than later. No setbacks. And then we don't find out that it's worse than thought. And he's going to be out for any extended period of time because the Packers are going to face some good defenses. And as the season moves on, teams are going to be playing for more. And God forbid he's not out there by the time the playoffs roll around. That would be really bad. But the Packers put together a really nice day in Houston, get back on track. They are 5-1 and one and now solely lead the NFC North because the Chicago Bears got their butts handed to them on Monday Night Football by the Los Angeles Rams and are now 5-2. and two. So the Packers have yet to face Chicago this season, and we'll settle that debate about which is the better team after the first meeting, and the second one will just be the cherry on top of the Sunday, as it is every season, but that's okay. We'll wait for that game to actually happen. I do want to say, despite the great day that the Packers had on Sunday, I have a gripe, and that is the special teams. You got a block punt, and the Texans recover an onside kick at the end of the game. You know, when everything else is going so well, just swimmingly, special teams had to go and stay in the day. I always have an issue when somebody says, well, they won, it's okay. You know, they won anyway, they got away with it. No, bad play is not okay. Okay, it rhymes. Say it again. Bad play is not okay. It's a bad habit to form. Those units have to be better regardless of who is out there. Dexter Williams, who's active next to never, makes a gaff and then bam, block punt. Then why is he active and handed that responsibility? He's fumbled before when he's been out there. Careless things happen when he's when he's out there and and in these positions. You cannot have those kinds of things going on in more meaningful and tighter games. Now, I'm assuming had this been a playoff game or week 16, 17 with a one seed on the line that the Packers are thinking twice about elevating Dexter Williams instead of doing something else when Aaron Jones is not playing. I I can only assume that Green Bay would have done something else, but they thought to themselves, okay, this is a beat-up Texans team. They're mentally beat up. They're, They're not good. We can probably win this game. And they were right. The Packers won the game. Dexter Williams didn't really help out too much. And, and, and the onside kick just, for crying out loud, man, do we still have to go through this with the Packers? You know, I would have thought that it would be two or three decades before a team would recover an onside kick against Green Bay after you-know-what. Especially now, with the kickoff formation and the kickoff rules. Like, how is it even possible that teams are recovering onside kicks unless you're just asleep as the, the receiving team? So... Anyway, I, I, I digress. I know that was a, a bit of a rant, but 
special teams, man. I, I just I don't want to see it blowing things up for this for all the special stuff that's going on out there. You know, all the good things that are happening. Jair Alexander's playing out of his mind. The defense is getting production from role players like Chris Barnes. Kamal Martin's back. He made his professional debut in the regular season. Ty Summers is playing some. All these role players have a a part in this, and they're all doing good things. I don't want special teams to go and ruin it. So don't, special teams, please. Okay, Packers-Vikings on Sunday. This is the final meeting this year, and I mean... This is a, it is this is it in 2020 because the Vikings are not going to the postseason. There is zero chance these teams will see each other again after Sunday this season. Spoiler alert there. I know. The Vikings aren't going to the playoffs. Sorry, I gave it away, everyone. Minnesota has just been all kinds of bad this season. You know, I was excited after the week one victory. I'm like, all right, quality win against a good team on the road. Well, I don't know. Kirk Cousins is very pedestrian, and they're paying him all that money. They traded the guy they traded for in Yannick Ngakwe. <laughs> they borrowed him for a couple games and said, all right, never mind, we're going to punt on this season. So off to Baltimore you go. Congratulations and, and go win a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Yannick Ngakwe. You know, the, the Vikings are apparently shopping Harrison Smith, their best defensive player. At this point, I don't know that they're really trying. I know that's some hard-hitting analysis there. But Mike Zimmer is is likely staring at some of his last days as Vikings head coach at this current rate. I mean, could change, could turn around a little bit, but I doubt it. And the game's at Lambeau Field. You know, yours truly actually had this game earmarked as one that I was going to attend in person this year. I've been going to a game every year for the past, I don't know, decade. And I've, I've been in Green Bay most of the past five or six seasons straight, but alas, I will be watching this one from my living room instead. I don't see any way the Packers drop it. I don't I don't see any way they drop this one. Uh, but they can't come out acting like merely dressing for the game gets them the W. You know, keep the foot on the gas, take care of business, stay healthy, let Aaron Rodgers finish the game with a ball cap on the sideline, Tim Boyle coming in and doing some fun stuff. So Andy Herman, the founder and creator of the Pack-A-Day podcast, can... Revel in his man Tim Boyle getting some more snaps. Might even throw a pass. Because after this this week, the Packers then have a short week. They have to travel to and face the 49ers on Thursday night. Going to be a tough one. But finish the sweep of the Vikings. Another sweep of Minnesota and move on. Right? Okay, that's going to do it for this week's Quick Slants podcast. A lot of good stuff coming out of Houston and not a lot of crazy news or, or crazy injuries to report on. So we will see, again, what happens with David Bakhtiari. But later today, we've got the open book and Lombardi's Bar. So check those shows out and bookmark GameOnWisconsin.com for all of your Packers content before, during, and after the game. And I will be back on Pulse of the Pack on Saturday. So check us out before you head out trick-or-treating. Make sure that you like our Facebook page, join our Facebook group, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, check out the website, subscribe to our YouTube channel, anywhere that you like to be, our live shows will stream. Go check out Mayfield Sports Marketing if you want to book your favorite Packers player or professional athlete for any type of event. And I will be back next week, hopefully talking about a 6-1 Packers team that took care of business and is done in 2020 with the Minnesota Vikings. 
This has been another edition of the Quick Slants Podcast. Everybody be safe out there. Have a good rest of the week. And go Pack Go! Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left. Cutting left to the 50. To the 45-40. Track down from behind. 